Hello everyone, this is the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. I'm Nick. I'm Michael. I'm Jennifer. And, and we're back. Yeah, Yay. back for another week. Yay. <laughs> you can't get rid of us yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, not yet. So what have you been up to, Nick? Um, nothing too much, actually. We had a uh, nice barbecue on the weekend yeah. at the front of Bingley. Sold some sausages, made some money. It was great. Yeah. So Got inundated with customers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oof. There was a lot of people around. We counted up the uh, receipts, and we we think Jen made about seven runs back to Woolies. <laughs> yeah, there was oh. a lot of running around and a lot of... Uh, Many laps were made. Yeah. Yeah, we her. just weren't expecting the demand we got. <laughs> yeah. Still, it was good. It was yeah. fun. Other than that, I... Uh, a friend of mine actually just got a new PC, oh. so he's jumped back on and uh, cool. played a little bit of Dark Souls with him. Well, that sounds good. Um, I don't think I really played anything else Yeah. during the week. Uh, I still really want to pick up Dark Souls, but it's always... I, I, I go to Steam to look at getting it and then look at the price tag. It's like, maybe not yet. Yeah. <laughs> there is definitely times when it's on special. Yeah. And I would recommend those times. Yeah. <laughs> Rec- that's basically the only time that you yeah. never recommend <laughs> on anything. Oh, no, I would recommend Dark Souls. Dark oh, yeah. Souls is a good game. Mm. It's just you have to get past the difficulty of it. Yeah. Yeah. After you learn how it goes, it's kind of a bit easier. Mm. That makes sense. And number one tip. Don't be scared. Yeah. It looks certainly um, certainly entertaining in yeah. that regard, for sure. Yeah. Uh, over the whole course of all three games, I've probably put in about 500 hours into it. Nice. <laughs> so. Nice. Uh, well, I picked up um, Two Point Hospital over the weekend because it was having a free-to-play weekend. Oh, yeah? And that's fun. Yeah? Pe- uh, played some of that. I've, have you heard of it? I think I've seen little bits of it, but not, like, too much. Basically, it's a hospital-building game where it presents you with all sorts of interesting and wonderful uh, conditions you need to cure people and basically manage the hospital and deal with everything. Oh, okay. And it's very realistic, too. You know, Pandemic. Yeah. It's, you just you get all sorts of... Things like the GP's office will have a permanent, massively long wait time and queue, and it's all terrible. And and they have this thing called pandemic, and it's this you know condition where people put pants on their heads and can't get them <laughs> off. Pants demic. Pandemic. It's called the pandemic. Oh. Oh, but they've also got other oh. things like um. The regime light- to remove the pan is brutal. <laughs> Well, they've got another. They've got other conditions oh, like pan. Um, I thought you were saying pants. No, no pan. pan. Uh, As in pandemic, but uh, pan. <laughs> um, oh, and then there's other amazing stuff like um, uh, lightheadedness, mm. which is a, a serious condition where people have light bulbs for heads. It's very cartoony, but it's very funny at the same time. So the animation for that one is they actually remove the person's, you know, light glow head and put their head on. Just unscrew it, <laughs> take it away, screw a new head on. Oh, jeez. And it's got it's got brand deals with other brands and things like that, which add typically sort of cosmetic items and things like that you can put around your hospital. Mm. But one of them is my favorite. It, from Half-Life comes the head crabbiness, <laughs> which is just a head crab, oh, a face no. hugger. And then you just... Stick them in the deluxer, and that you know, instead of unscrewing someone's um, 
head uh, headlight bulb, it just takes the head crab off <laughs> and they're fixed. It's all sorted. It's just like we'll be taking that away. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, that was entertaining. So was that only for the weekend? It was only for the weekend. Ah. Uh, it might still have a few hours left if you want to quickly race back home and pick it up. Yeah. It is worth it to be honest. It's fun. Yeah. Um, takes a a bit of time for things to do because some criticism I've seen of it is that and to be honest it is kind of true that once you set up everything the objectives and things you have to do are just more of a matter of time than anything else oh okay so if you get it running massively efficiently so you don't have to play with it it is kind of you know it can get a little bit tedious if you're working towards uh, max level uh, max rank hospital or something like that mm. but still we enjoyed it yeah well, that's the main thing. Mm, mm. How many hours did you put into it? Oh, uh, not many. Like, you know. Four, six. Yeah, six yeah. or something. We we only picked it up for a bit and played it. Fair enough. But it was fun. It was good. Yeah, as long as it whittles away in the afternoon. Yeah, for sure. Or two, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Jen had some fun over the weekend as well. I finished Titanfall 2. Yay! Ooh. It was awesome, and I completely agree with you about that time-switching section. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll probably, you know, spend <laughs> a good 15, to half an, 15 minutes to half an hour just raving about that again. Yeah, so if you uh, – that would be if you took next our, segment. If you took our advice and bought it on stupidly special special mm. – um, so that you can rave along with us. <laughs> Please do, because it was awesome. Um, uh. Yeah, in the news this week, I heard that um, there's a couple of things, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Player Unknown from Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? Yeah, the actual guy with yeah. the Player Unknown name. He um, He's no longer working on Player Unknown's Battlegrounds as such. He's now working on a special division within the company. Yeah, so he's not sort of heading it up. He's doing another doing stuff. Another thing now. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to... Oh, it'd be great, isn't it? Um, you know, like the Sid Meier's, all of the Sid Meier's mm. games that like he hasn't actually done anything on. They just use Sid Meier as like the title now. Yeah. Imagine if that's a game you go, you know, player unknowns. You know, <laughs> <gonna> Civilization. <laughs> Civilization. Oh. World building. Yeah, world building, you know. Yeah, we're, going, we're making player unknowns RTS. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, like very generic titles yeah. for like the type of game it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd be good. And then other than that, um, Google, I think... When is GDC? I think it's tomorrow. I it's will just, quickly have a look. Pretty sure it's at the 19th, but that's probably the 19th in America. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would that would do it. So, wait. Um, no, March it. 18th, so it would be tomorrow for us. Yeah. So um, I think that Google, there's rumors and speculation that they might be releasing a console. Yeah. Like, well, not releasing it tomorrow, but like you know, announcing announcing it, it tomorrow. Mm. Mm. It's certainly going to be um, interesting to see what comes out because I've actually seen the patents that they've put forward for a their own controller. Controller, yeah, 
have to admit, kind of looks a bit generic for now. Hopefully, Google yeah. makes it look prettier. Um, well, it's probably just like, oh, yeah, hey, we need to get, like, a pattern for, like, buttons and... We need to get something there, yeah. at least. So, um, yeah, that should be exciting. Mm. Uh, yeah, a bit more of a competition mm. within the market. Mm. Hopefully it doesn't do all too much. Oh, talking about entries into the market, have you heard about Microsoft's promise to basically put any of their games on any platform? Yeah, I've heard like little bits about that. So like, they they made a, a bit of media stuff about it that they were talking to, you know, they're even saying like, oh, you can start playing our exclusive titles on PlayStation and things like that. <laughs> and people were dubious of if you know, Sony would want to play ball with that sort of thing. Mm. But it does mean that for the first time since Halo 2, we should we will be able to get the Halo Master Chief Collection, Reach, ODST, mm-hmm. all of them on PC yeah. soon. It's all coming to Steam. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's going to get them so much income. It's, oh, like, yeah. it's like the biggest bucks. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably they're probably gonna sell it all at like mm. sixty to a hundred, like probably sixty US, mm. which is like a hundred hours. Yeah, and you, they're probably gonna make so much money off that. Oh yeah, they've got this program called Halo Insider, which you can sign up to, which I think is like a newsletter and things like that. Mm. But one of the things it gets is gives you a chance to be able to access the Master Chief Collection early. Oh okay. So, yay! You can get. Um, Pre-alpha, <laughs> early <laughs> access on games that have been out for years. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, yeah, that's what we want. Mm. But the thing is, is that they're not straight ports. No, they can't be straight ports. It just That would undermine the quality of their mm. IP massively. They are actually redoing them properly for, mm. you know, all that stuff. And if you want, you can buy it on the Microsoft Store as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who who's buying stuff <laughs> off the Microsoft Store? Actually, it will probably come on Game Pass mm. if you have a Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. So here's another um, interesting development. So if any of you out there use uh, Discord, you'll have noticed Discord is pushing their online their own game store recently. Discord's added a new feature to that. Mm. Um, if you're a game developer and you have products up on the Steam on the not Steam on the Discord store mm. you can actually have a store page on your Discord server you can actually have a channel on your Discord which is your game to sell oh which sounds really weird yeah. <laughs> to be honest so what does it just put like a like say mm. So it, it says here, developers can now sell games to players directly through their own Discord chat servers following the latest update to the platform, which is a store channel within their server where players can click to buy games, which um, they say, in a change, it will allow them to avoid the friction and cost of a traditional, for, uh, traditional storefront by selling directly to their community. Oh, okay. So if they have a, um, like a community page... On yeah, the, like on, a lot of a community page on their Discord. On yeah. Discord, you can sell things direct, which is which. But that's a bit weird. <laughs> weird, yeah, because you're um, you're not gonna have any of the details of the store page. Say, like a new person comes in, mm. and they don't know what your game's about. They well, I feel know a little bit at least before they make a purchase. There's that, and also I feel like if you're on the Discord channel for a product. 
Yeah. You know about the product beforehand, and you've probably already bought it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's a it's bit... Just an old way to, you know, sell anything, really, through basically a chat website. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit redundant, but... Yeah. In other news, Beat Saber has released its first ever paid DLC. Really? It's a music track from Canadian electronic record Monster Cat. Whom? <laughs> Meaning? <laughs> How much is it? Um, let me quickly look. Do, 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 do. It's ten tracks from the Canadian electronic record label Monster Cat. Um, it costs um, 13 bucks American. Oh, jeez. Individual tracks call you two, costs you two bucks American. Really? Fair dinkum, what are these songs? Or you could go to the mod page <laughs> and just download them. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the, um, one of the issues with a... Um, with, yeah, Beat Saber. Beat Saber rhythm games, you know, that you can add songs to. Yeah, they kind of undermine themselves a little bit with opening it up to... Mm. Um, to the wider community to mod because not only do they have like basically unlimited songs now, yeah, they don't have to pay for it, and they're good. Mm. Well, at least most of them are good. So, an extra ten tracks is not really going to entice people or too much, especially when it's. The game's already 30-odd bucks Australian. Yeah. To then add another 18-odd bucks Australian mm. on top of it to make a $50 game. Yeah. It's just a bit okay. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when the, you already have to pay for the VR. So. Mm. Mm. Yes, indeed. And um, on that bombshell of paid DLC, <laughs> I'm going to say it's music break time. So, you've been listening to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and we will be back shortly. Student Powered Radio 106.9 Tune FM.
Go back Noongar people to the values of before. Gain strength from your culture, the spiritual dreaming war. Seek shelter from the vulture of colonial oppressors law. For the presence of Yagan spirit as Noongars unite once more. We listen to the stories as the elders again explain How your culture flourished before the Europeans came Find why it's important, your strength must never wane Noongas need the spiritual, like dry land needs rain Seeking temporary, traditional, come together on stage Guitars weeping, drummers thumping in anguish rage Her fear, frustration, escape the poet's cage While haunting digits echo deep from a forgotten age Deserve the women dancing and weaving to sing a song Histories, mysteries, from whence your soul belongs Forget urban landscapes, go back to where you were strong Search for hidden answers from which Spirit longs hear rhythmic black performance caused vast crowds to sway soulful mesmic lyrics put broken hearts on display but words of hope and freedom offered a brand new day as they like kisses darkness children laugh dance and play kaya, kaya, a means to survive kaya, kaya, for which nunga strive kaya, kaya, our culture on display kaya, kaya, celebrating indigenous way kaya, kaya, a means to survive kaya, kaya, for which nunga strive kaya, kaya, our culture on display Celebrating indigenous way. Yo, 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 we've been through the worst, still we soldier on. Still the culture's strong, peace to my brother, still holding on, hold it on. Stay staunch when you're told you're wrong. Pretty mad if you roll along. We need more love for all of the brothers up in the forefront, showing us how we should ball up. It's all love if you want more, cause you see the peeps. We speak in peace, but we need release. Believe in me, I've seen the streets, but I know there's a better way for my brothers now. Keeping family bond strong and my cousins round, cause I'm proud that you were family man. You've done a lot more than your family can, and that's the kind of stuff that will warm my heart. Showing strength for unity when we're torn apart All we need to really do is form a start Knowledge is where they'll fall apart I saw the spark ah. Kaya Kayana A means to survive Kaya Kayana For which Noongar I strive Kaya Kayana Our culture on display Kaya Kayana Celebrating indigenous way A means to survive For which Noongar I strive Our culture on display Celebrating indigenous way Noongs down south straight holding it down Making a man proud when he kicking with crowd To the Yamajis up north, yeah my brothers of course Keeping the culture strong and collect from the source To the Wongas out mid straight living up off the grid I ain't been there in a minute but I'll visit with kids And to the Kuris out east, my brothers you straight beast It's time for us to speak so come and sing it with me Hey, Kaya Kayana A means to survive Kaya Kayana For which Noongas strive Kaya Kayana Our culture on display Celebrating indigenous way Kaya Kayana Means to survive Kaya Kayana Which Noongar strive Kaya Kayana Culture on display Kaya Kayana Celebrating indigenous way May our campfires burn forever And we're back Welcome to Tune FM 106.9 And the Unix Radio Show And Oh boy yeah, we, we... They've done it again. We found something in the break. Right. Okay. So Bethesda has started rolling out a series of spring updates for Fallout 76 because they can. And, you know, you update your game. Yeah. You know, updates are what keeps games alive. In well, this case, it might be through memes. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things that they were hinting at... Um, in dev blog posts and things like that was that there's going to be new underground areas added to the map. One of such um, 
uh, underground areas is a new vault. Nice. And they've gone ahead and added the vault door, not, as far as people can tell, not the rest of the content, the vault door itself in a, in a recent update. But um, they've gone and some, done something uniquely Bethesda-like and uniquely clever amongst anything else. Right in the smack in the center of your big cog iron door, whatever it is, um, is a nice big pink rectangle right where the texture for the vault door number should be. Ooh, they've done it again. It's like, yes, you've added new content, but it's got a missing texture, so we don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. They did a Bethesda. They, they bethesda it really hard. Ooh, you would think that, you know, a plant would just be clipping through it or something. Not they just forgot the texture. Nope, it's just a pink rectangle indicating a missing texture where the number should be. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> they've Woo! really done it with this game, haven't they? I think basically every major stuff up you can possibly do. Yeah, because what? That was the dev room that you mm. could get into. The dev room. There's you another. You still get into? You can because Bethesda doesn't know how people get into it. If you do get into it, they can detect that you've been there. Um, so basically they ban your account and force you to write a long essay about how you actually got in there so they can work out how to solve the problem. Um, but... It's like there's there's other things like there's another unreleased vault which a player accidentally glitched into, mm. and then begged Bethesda, please don't ban me. I didn't mean to glitch into there. It was an accident because your game is buggy and broken. <laughs> 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 so that's um oh, like Vault sixty something that's confirmed because somebody got there, but not officially in the game because it's not actually there yet. You can't get to it. Just kind of walked into the Yeah, door Vault 63 it's called. Oh. Yes. Vault 63, the legendary bugged vault. <laughs> <laughs> you just rub your face on the door and you teleport in. Mm. Mm. Oh, and here's another here's another interesting little tidbit of um of um Gaming goodness, perhaps. Mm. Um, if any of our listeners are in the U.S., I know they do exist. We have international listeners somehow. Yeah, what? Streaming. <laughs> we get people what? stream from all over the place. It's great. Okay. Um, yeah, the, um, the, <laughs> the game devs for the Master Chief collection are um, asking their fans to stop sending them pizza. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, basically, what people have been doing over in the U.S. is they've been calling up pizza places around their development headquarters, then buying pizzas and having them sent to the game devs. Yeah, because a guy on Twitter said that um, if they port it to PC, that, that he'll buy them a pizza. Mm. And then everybody jumped on the bandwagon and started buying them pizza. Yep. <laughs> they have got huge quantities of pizza. Yeah. 343 Industries is now buried in pizza. Yeah, they actually released a statement saying, hey, guys, can you stop buying us pizza because all of this food is going to waste? It just doesn't work logistically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, yes, as, as, a, as a call out from us over in Australia to our, our um, faithful listeners in the U.S., stop buying them pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Buy them, like, Chinese takeaway or something. <laughs> <laughs> sushi. Inundate them in sushi. <laughs> Just here you go. Here's your sushi. 
But we didn't order sushi. But <laughs> but here's your sushi. But here's some sushi. Fine. Oh. Uh, so, to be honest, though, that's actually amazing. I do like that people just started doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully they put that pizza to good use. Hmm. Hmm. One hopes. Yeah. It get hopefully it gets all the development juices flowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if they if since they're building these games from the ground up again, I assume mostly. Well, I, I would reckon that they have some type of assets already available to them. Yeah, one would hope. I really want them to add a PC exclusive like pizza Easter egg or something like that. <laughs> that would be cool. Like a room hidden off somewhere just full of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the dev room. Yeah, the dev room. It's just pizza. Just in bloody um Oh, the one how you're escaping from all the fl- when you yep. get the flood. Mm-hmm. The first Yeah, in the fir- in uh, Halo Combat Evolved when you're Escaping the flood and the ship's blowing up and you're driving down the frantic thing. No, no, no. I bet in down the there? first time you see the flood. Oh, the first time you see him, just in there, in one of those like stupid rooms that you can't get into. Yeah. Fill it with pizza. Yeah. I would love that. I would actually love that. <laughs> just why not? Or actually, you'd be really cool. There is an Easter egg in that section segment that I was just talking about, like right in the last of the game. Is this um, talking grunt? And basically, it basically just sits there and spouts all of the rarest voice lines, just constantly. <laughs> and they're hilarious voice lines, so it's great to find. Just add a pizza with him. <laughs> just add an Easter egg to the Easter egg. Just have him with a pizza. <laughs> with a pizza. Oh. Have him saying like, where did all this pizza come <laughs> from? <laughs> oh, I love it. That's something I want. I want to... I want an Easter egg inception. (laughs) More Easter eggs in the Easter eggs. And then the pizza has Easter eggs on top of it. Oof. Chocolate Easter eggs. Oof. Just too many Easter eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah. You also said in the break that you tried out Apex Legends. Yes, I did. Um, Now, this is coming from a person who does not play Battle Royale to the point where... Like, standard noob, I died within about five minutes of playing, if not less. It was painful. But I can see why people are migrating from Fortnite to Apex. Mm -hmm. Apex adds a lot of interesting mechanics and things like that, where it it kind of takes your, um, like, your Overwatch ultimates, um, which aren't so game-changing, but they're still cool abilities. Yeah. Like, I played as a medic who can drop down a a healing station, that heals your allies around it. Not so good in a firefight. It's basically useless, I think, if you're being shot at. But yeah. if you're not being shot at and you're just trying to patch yourselves up, yeah. it seems to do the trick. Um, other things, like if you ever play competitive um, FPS, you'll recognize this feature that shotguns have a fixed spread, uh, which basically means their pellets aren't randomly sprayed out from the gun every time you fire. Mm. They only go in a fixed pattern. And the hit markers for them. I haven't seen anyone do anything uniquely interesting with hit markers in a long time. But in Apex Legends, the hit markers for shotguns actually tell you what pellets out of your spread hit the target. Okay. So it doesn't actually give you any useful information, as in, you know, it doesn't matter, really. Because if you're shooting to the right of them, of course the left-hand pellets are the ones that hit. But um, it's cool. It's a new way of doing it. And I like seeing innovation 
even if it is just changing the way your hit marker works. Yeah, just something. Yeah, it's something different. Um, it's interesting. I can't really talk about the looting system in it because I felt like I haven't played enough to really comment. Yeah. But the um, the uh, inventory system felt very cramped. Yeah. I think I'd prefer, like, for instance, each individual packet of ammunition you pick up takes a slot in your inventory. Oh, okay. So, like, shotgun shells could, like, stack up to, I don't know, make it the number here, like, 10 per stack, and each stack fills up a slot of your inventory. Oh, okay. Which is annoying. Yeah. Um, I much prefer it to be the like the Fortnite system where you just pick up ammunition and yeah. it's in your inventory and explodes out of you when you die. Yeah. It just feels like a better way of doing it. But there's, as far as I could tell, there's other items in there, which basically means that you have to make a choice of, do you want ammunition or do you want these other items? Yeah. Like a shield, which when you get knocked down to be revived by an ally... You can actually deploy a shield in front of you mm. and direct it to be w- facing someone, which means unlike in Fortnite where you get knocked down, the other person, you know, the person just shoots you again and you die. It gives you a, yeah, a chance at surviving for a while, which was interesting. Yeah, which is a kind of good mechanic, I yeah, guess. Yeah, give it's you a, a fighting chance. It's a pickup, so if you don't have it, it's the same. You you just die. No, oh, okay. But if you do have it it gives you a chance, and it automatically sets itself up to go when you go down. Mm. Um, I didn't play enough of it to really get a feel of some of the other things. Yeah. But it does have, like, uh, champion teams, which is kind of cool. And mm. when you are on the map, it's got these sort of uh, massive screens which sort of uh, show the, the top team. Oh, okay. The current top team, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because... Canonically, in the lore of those games, as far as I can tell, Apex Legends is an actual, like, gladiatorial fight. It's yeah. not just you show up in a game, you leave, like Fortnite. Yeah. They're actual events, uh, spectator sports even, which makes sense for it being a spectator sport. Mm. It doesn't do anything in the game. I really <laughs> doubt that you'd be able to identify. Oh, people that played a lot probably would be able to. Yeah, maybe. To be able to, like, go, okay, they're at that place. Hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't actually show the players. It just shows like your player, um, like your character with your name across the top of it. Oh. So it doesn't okay. give you any information about where you are. It just says these are the top players. Oh, okay, fair. It's so, like yeah. Other things um, like when you start a round and start jumping out, it announces who the champion team is. And I assume that's the team who's won the most out of everyone who's playing. Ah, yes. That's yeah. the best team. And I, I assume then if it made a big deal about them when you show up, it makes a big deal about you taking them out. Yeah, probably. Mm. Uh, which is pretty cool, I think. Because yeah. it makes sense in a, in a spectator sport that they would say, oh, and here comes the reigning champions, these dudes. <laughs> and then, oh, no, the reigning champions just got shot in the face. <laughs> um, which is cool. But, yeah, I'd need to watch YouTube basically to get a better feel of it. Yeah. Because apparently there's a Loch Ness monster easter egg in it. Wouldn't be surprised. It's a really good looking game for what it is. Yeah. um, There's ten um, 
uh, Nessie toys yeah. hidden around the map. Like one, but you have to shoot one before another one spawns. Ah, oh, so you get them in. You have to get them in order, basically. Yeah. So you get them in order, and then at the end, um, a big Nessie toy pops out of the ocean <laughs> on like the western side. Oh, sorry, the eastern side of the map. Mm. And it's just like here is Nessie. <laughs> Hey, cool. And then it just disappears again, and that's all you get. <laughs> Still, that's pretty neat. Hmm. But yeah, it's just a whole running around of hmm. a game to try and find that Easter egg. Yep, yep, that's for sure. And I felt like the art style of it appealed more than something like Fortnite. Because mm. it felt it wasn't realistic. It was still cartoony, but it was... Less cartoony than Fortnite, which yeah. is cartoony. Yeah, Fortnite's on like a different spectrum. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, if you know, to someone like me, it feels like a kids' game, really. Yeah. Lo- well, that's who it's kind of directed towards. Yep, all those screaming twelveies. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Well, with pickup, you know. Especially when it's free, played a little bit, maybe. Yeah. See what you think. See, the thing is, is that it also has gotten a lot of people into the um, EA launcher as well. Yeah, that's true. And it gets um, it gets them there, gets them started. So kind of like then you see all like you go, well, the first thing I do when I get a launcher is go, okay, what games are on here? Mm, what else do you do? Yeah, basically. See what there is type thing. And um, mm. especially when you like it's a free game. Yeah, and for sure. Like, Okay, here's this free game. Look at all of our other stuff as well. Yeah. So, like, you know, you just kind of poke around a little bit, see what's there, see what's on special, see Mm. what tickles your fancy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. See if there's anything good. Yeah. Mm. On EA, there's not much. Yeah. No. (laughs) That's something I was going through the other day, looking at, because I've got the Epic Launcher, I've got Origin, I've got Blizzard, I've got all these other ones. They really feel empty. Mm. And Blizzard, or, or Blizzard is really small. Yeah. Or as like empty or just they've got games but nothing that I've heard of or would be interested in. See, most of like at least EA um Blizzard, they only have first party titles on those types mm. of things. They can't get permission for third party titles. Yeah. So it's like they can't... Well, most third-party titles would just go with Steam because they know they can do well on Steam. Yeah, they know that it, that it's going to be a shop front for them. Mm. Yeah, they know they've got the people on you know, Steam, they've got the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Which is why I question um, things like um, Phoenix Point, which is a game I've talked about before. Mm. They've decided to be a um, one-year exclusive on the Epic Games... Yeah. Launcher. Same with um, Metro. Yeah. Last ex- Exodus? No, mm. Sorry, not Last Exodus, just Exodus. Yeah, and these aren't, I don't know about Metro, but Phoenix Point is certainly not a first person, a first um, party title. First party title for them. Yeah. Um, Metro. Who is, makes Metro? <laughs> well, it's like, you know, Metro Last Light. I think mm. Deep Silver? I might be getting that wrong. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, no, I don't think that they're a first-party title. No. But that's also a major AAA game as well. So yeah. I'm surprised that that's only on the Epic. I'm surprised they signed that deal. Mm. Well, in Phoenix Points, um, their justification for it was that originally they were going to be available across all platforms, basically. Yeah. 
Um, and then they signed a uh, one-year deal. So the first year of their release, they're releasing on Epic. Mm. Um, not Steam, not GOG, which they'd originally also planned on releasing on. Yeah. Um, but one thing they've said is that, you know, we're releasing on the Epic Store. It's not going to have DRM on it. So you can boot it without the Epic Launcher if you want to. Yeah. So you can download it, delete the Epic Launcher, go from there. Yeah. Or... Um, put it onto your Steam library, move it, the title at least, across to the Steam library so yeah. you can launch everything from there. Um, and if you don't want to use Epic at all because you don't want to have it trying to download Fortnite for you, um, they'll offer refunds for people who've pre-ordered through the other services. Oh, okay. But that's the thing as well. They offered pre-orders on the other services and then decided to... Ditch it. Ditch it and go to um, Epic is really odd yeah they might be trying to be like okay we want a more diverse like co- a more competitive market mm. so that um it does know. make sense it does it doesn't do well for developers to be supplying for one digital distributor yeah but at the same time there kind of already is only one <laughs> yeah i mean like to be fair, there are a lot of these other little ones popping up. Mm. And I reckon in the future, say, like, you know, 20-odd years from now, there's going to be another one that, you know, takes Take on Steam mm. fairly well. I think the thing is with Steam, though, is that um, for the most part, Valve hasn't really been a developer mm. for quite a long time. Oh, yeah. They make their money through their, their Steam yeah. um, and selling things through that. But all of these other companies, other than Discord, they're all developers. They're all yeah. making their own things, and that's what those stores are going to be prioritized towards. Yeah. Whereas Steam is just prioritizing towards what's selling at the moment. So, mm. Yeah, I could imagine the Discord one getting a bit bigger mm. because it also does have that big player base. Yeah, like, you know, you, it's got plenty of users already. Lots yeah. of people use Discord. I think the issue with Discord is that they've just got to get across the weird factor. Yeah. Like, as it's regular just, users of Discord, you and I can both say, this is just weird. Yeah. I've actually bought a game on it, and mm. it's just kind of, uh, yeah, a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. But we shall see. Mm. I mean, it's not like us. It's not really all that great to go and make predictions about what is going to be the next big storefront when this is all saved online on our... Um, Spotify and iTunes now. Yes. <laughs> which we should probably mention. Uh, at the end. At the end. Anyways, um, we should probably go to a music break. I just looked at the time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, um, we haven't even raved about Titanfall yet. What are we doing? <laughs> We're wasting so much time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> Next break. Next time on Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, we will probably rants about Titanfall unless I find something else that Bethesda's messed up. Anyways, we'll be back after the break. Tune FM, you know you want to.
campfire burns, low wheels, camel's feet, heavens fade, a fortune is red, you're only man, don't look sad, or search for water in desert sands, the fortress rose amidst the heat, hazy dusk of sunsets over the lake, bells ring out, soft light stance, Splash the holy men chant Bells ringing out, soft light stands Idle fish splash and the holy men chant
Listen to the dream doubters at the bean counters. John the mental, consequential songwriter. Lit the island up like a continental bonfire. My grandma told me, never, never, never take no sh. Especially that shark in the dark. Cause that shark in the dark can suck my watch your man. My grandma told me, never, never, ever, ever take no sh. And that's probably why my grandpa hides. But my grandma's why my Welcome back to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And we are finally here, guys. Yep. We're we're talking about it. We are talking about it. We're probably going to be here for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. <laughs> so uh, buckle in a little bit. Yep. Um, again, if you do not want to uh, have spoilers, you might want to either tune off now or skip forward in the podcast, podcast if you're listening to this later. Um, we don't know any specific time, so just... Yeah, <laughs> go la 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 for a bit, I guess. <laughs> yep. But yeah, if you don't care about spoilers, mm. oofed. <laughs> so right. Okay, so I, here's the perspective that I want to hear from a person who doesn't play games all that much, doesn't play first-person shooters all that much, and certainly has never picked up a movement shooter before. Jen, <laughs> <laughs> it was lots of fun, and it was pretty easy to pick up. Hmm. <laughs> So what did you think about it? Did you feel the game was intuitive, taught you enough about its mechanics? I found the different mech loadouts was difficult to get my head around. Okay, yeah, especially when it does throw you, like, this mech loadout for, like, a little bit, and then so you start getting used to that, then this one. Everything except Scorch. I just dropped that instantly. (laughs) I used it to kill like three people and it was just like, no. (laughs) You know, actually in the multiplayer, Scorch is one of the better ones because it's just a Titan killer. Yeah, it really, like the the gas trap it fires and lights up. I was actually warning Jen because when she got in the segment, 
segments of the game where it was just lots of scorches. I was like, see that guy? Don't go anywhere near him. See that thing he's just chucked on the ground? Don't stand there. And she goes from full health to dead instantly. Yeah. Was, which is something interesting, actually. She was playing it on easy because yeah, I, first person shooter is new. Um, Scorch was the only thing was actually hardcore nailing her. Like, oh, okay. Really, really hard. Okay, another question. That and that bloody oh, Viper. Viper. The boss battle with the flying oh. mech. Oh, that was a pain. <laughs> oh, yes, Viper. I actually quite liked Viper. Viper was different for sure. Do you know why I liked Viper? Because he's a North Star, and I play North Star. <laughs> no. Yeah, I enjoyed North Star. North Star was fun. Yeah, it's a shame that you get it right at the end yep. of the yeah. game. Yeah, that's for sure. If North Star was an option earlier in the game, I probably would have opted for that more because that is a good loadout. Yeah, it's so I've played the um, multiplayer a little bit, and I've actually upgraded it a bit. And when you have North Star upgraded a little bit, you know the charge time? Yeah. It's about 65% of the time. So it, it makes it faster by a factor of like a third. Oof. So it's just like, woof, boof, woof, boof. <laughs> oh, nice. It's so good. And you just like go ham with it. Mm. I didn't mind. I like this, you know, do you that kind of game for the first time was the um, Ghost Runners. Oh, yep. Like, that's a really handy thing to have in there if you were looking at something you're like, I got no idea. <laughs> that's something I noticed as well. Mm. Um, later on in the game, you know, probably both of us didn't really have, me and Nick didn't have many issues with the wall jumps and things no. like that. So we wouldn't have noticed this. But watching Jen play it, areas that I could tell, and obviously the developers could as well, that would, act, would be genuinely tricky to do, Mm. Um, you didn't die. Like normally in that game, when you die, it's quite. It's got to reload the level and do everything else like that. Mm. But with these certain pitfall areas, yes, it went black screen sticks you back on the lit on the edge to give it another go really quickly. Yes, it just throws you back into it. It's like that's fine. Go ahead, get back into it. I, I did find that with a couple of places, mm. but simply because I was going for the helmets. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jen found a couple of helmets that I didn't just by accidentally falling down some places. <laughs> like um, where BT gets stolen, that main, that big main platform. Yeah. She fell off of that platform down towards the water, <laughs> got stuck on a ledge and was looking around. I'm like, hang on, there's a, there's a helmet over there. Because <laughs> it's underneath it. You've got to fall off of it to find it. Oh, okay. And it was really weird. <laughs> I then had to kill myself because I could not find the way out of that area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she got the helmet and just jumped off into her doom. Jeez. Yeah, it was great. Uh, during the campaign, I got about, like, half the helmets, generally, no. per level. <laughs> nope, not me. There were a couple that I, like, I saw and made a detour towards them. Hmm. You know the um, one with the dish, the mission with the dish, where yes. you're jumping around in the sky? Yes. I was at a stage and I was like, I can see all these helmets dotted along the path. I'm like, nah, that's not worth it. Yeah. I actually, with that one, I didn't see them when I went first went over there. But when I got back to BT and looked around, I saw all the helmets in the distance and I went, no! <laughs> you can see what? them just glowing up there and like, yep. I was just They're like, really ah. visible. They're actually really visible, that mm. blue glow. Yeah, especially in that level. Mm, really stands out. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I really love that game. There's so many good moments in it. And yeah. BT best bot. BT is best bot. BT is best bot, indeed. Especially when he throws you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like calculating the angles. And stuff. I love some of the um, some of the messages it comes up with, like when you're going through the factory, and it comes through. You know, BT's running is you know attempt uh, attempt to escape. You know, sixty something is like reevaluate <laughs> definition of shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. It's like oh uh, yeah. It's like uh, escape attempt number uh, thirty seven um, failure. Escape attempt number thirty eight failure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, and then BT. And then when you get to the next part, it's like, you know, you know, don't take any shortcuts, BT. And he's like, all shortcuts will be avoided. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's great. I quite I quite enjoyed it. It was fun. So many little quips in it from BT. Yep. And the thumbs up. I like the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Just like, as he's about to throw you, ding. Yep. <laughs> throw. <laughs> Just Bye-bye. like yeets you over this giant chasm. Yep. Oh, it's great. Um, I think, Jen, you're going to agree with me here, but the um, time-swapping section was just amazing. One of the best mechanics I've seen in a game for a very long time. Brilliantly executed as well. Really Mm. smooth. Yes. Oh, so good. I loved it so much. Mm. Yeah, it's like you just get that machine, you're just like, yes, what can I do with you? This is the button of ultimate power. Yeah. It's like the only time I ever saw her use middle mouse in the entire game was with that time swap. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who needs cloak to get out of bad situations? I never used cloak. I did when I was playing. But um, it's like, or shields or Mm. (laughs) anything else. Oh, I use shields sometimes. Occasionally. I used cloak when I was, you know, about to die. Mm. See, I really missed the grappling hook in the uh, in the story. Yeah, campaign. yeah. So because the grappling hook is so good. When they uh, when they actually have that opening cutscene, because this is watching Jenry play it, I noticed several things about it. Like in the opening cutscene, they actually show a pilot using a grapple hook, and I have to admit, I was genuinely disappointed not using one because I could have. Mm. I can see how it would have made level design a l- real yeah. pain to have wall running. And the grapple and the double jump. The grapple gets you so far. Oh yeah. Oh because, yeah. Like I play it in multiplayer. Mm. It gets you so. It's such a good item. It's required. You have to have it. See, the bad thing with the um, the loadouts in it is that a grappling hook in multiplayer is a specific loadout. Yeah. So you can't have the cloak. You can't have like a shield wall. You can't have this. You can't have that. It's the grapple or something else. Yes. It's not like everyone gets a grappling hook, Mm. which I wish was an item that you could, like, that everyone could have. Mm. But in saying that, it also does make it that this type of character is very versatile in their movement Mm. more than, like, you know, defensing and defensing, yeah. Something like that. Mm, For sure. But, yeah. What was your favorite um, Titans? To play as I really like Legion actually yeah Legion was cool I found his because um, I liked the I preferred sort of bullet spraying mechs to like something like Brute or something like that where the, the projectiles took longer to get on target mm. and Legion shoots lots of bullets Legion <laughs> shoot many bullets <laughs> yes Legion does shoot many bullets North Star I yeah. like North Star North see Star I picked up North Star and used him for ages and I was just like my problem with this, he's, he's too good. Yeah. He is just too good. <laughs> I, I love, like, the dashes and stuff that oh, you do as well. Yeah. It's just like, boom, 
Yeah, dashing out of there. and Oh, it's so fun when you're a North Star mm. in multiplayer mm. and, like, you just, like, you know that there's someone around the corner. So you dash, like, you charge up, you dash out, you shoot them, and then you dash back into cover. Actually was genuinely disappointed when multiplayer didn't have the double dash, double dash charges that you have in campaign. Or at least it didn't for me. What one were you playing? Oh, I don't know. Were you playing Legion? No, I wasn't playing. Does Legion get two dashes, does it? No, I think the only one that gets a base two dash is North Star and maybe Ronin as well. I was playing Ion. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get a special, like, you know how you have yeah, like, the, the different upgrades. perks. Mm. You, um, one of the perks that everyone gets is have an extra dash. Okay. I have that with North Star, so my North Star has three dashes. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like dash Ugh. out, shoot, dash back, and then dash away. If dash for did. lols. <laughs> because, Ugh. yeah, North Star is a very... It's like a sniper... For people that don't know, it's a sniper rifle mech that charges up a sniper rifle before it shoots that does a lot of damage but is very low rate of fire. Hmm. So when you have somebody that's constantly shooting you, you're just like, ah! You're freaking out a little bit as you're trying to charge your um your rifle and shoot them back. So North Star is a very much pop-out shoot, pop-back like run around the map type thing. Yeah. So if you also have a pilot loadout like that, especially with a grappling hook, there was one time where I was playing with a friend. It was just me and him playing like a um, like a one v one type thing, and it's like when he got his Titan, he got his Titan before me. Oh, like I my Titan just died or something. So it was just me on the ground versus his Titan. And what I would have to do is, like, get my anti-Titan weapon, which is, like, this um, another laser that you try to charge up and then shoot them. Mm. I had to, like, duck, duck in and out of buildings, grapple up to the tops of buildings and shoot him. And, like, as soon as I shot him once, mm. I would have to scramble away to just another leave. location. Yep. And, yeah. like, I was, like, going around the map, just, like, going straight around him. He's like, where are you, you rat? Yeah. <laughs> As I'm just, like, jumping around, grappling, get, like, just jumping and stuff and shooting hmm. him, popping out of nowhere from behind him, shooting him, going back and can't, he turns around. Yeah. So here's a question for you. I know Jen didn't do it, like, at all. If she had BT, she was in BT. Um, but I did a little bit in some sections of I'd hop out, let him fight, and also fight on the ground myself. Did you ever do much of that? So when I had BT, I liked being in BT. Yeah. It's so much easier. I mean, like, there in those sections there are a lot of places that you can, you know, jump out and get, like, um, stuff. Helmets, (laughs) rocket launchers. Jen discovered some weapons just by wandering around. It's like, I didn't know this was here. See, I got a good shotgun from the start mm. and kept that shotgun because mm. what I would do is I would just run, slide up to people and just shoot them in the face. I loved oh, I love the shotguns. <laughs> yeah. The shotguns loved, were fun. Jen loved the EV-8. I yeah. liked the um, the Mozambique that, shotgun pistol. Did you like the EV-8? Yeah. That's the one that I'll just go up and go pew, pew, pew. Because it's an automatic shotgun. Mm. And you just spray. You cannot go wrong with an automatic shotgun. If if a game has good shotguns that feel like they, you know, you get up close and they deal a lot of oomph. Well, the thing was is that if you're very up close, like say you run up and you slide at people, one shot kills a person. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like bang, bang, bang. Actually. Yes. 
And the only times I didn't have that shotgun was when I was out of ammo. Yeah. I had to pick up something else, and I was so sad to leave it behind whenever I did that. We'll admit, actually, shotguns are a thing that games have to do right for me, mm. in, for me in order to like using them. My problem with Titanfall's shotguns was I really liked their SMGs. <laughs> <laughs> they made their SMGs too good for me to ignore them. Or oh, speaking of really awesome guns, at the very end when you get that head tracking pistol, oh, and, and you are uh, just Jen, so, so Jen picked that up. I'm like, well, you've won now. Yeah, it's just like you, you now have no trouble with any person in the rest of the game. Best, Anything it's just you know dead. Yeah. Best reaction ever was when I watched Jen go come around the corner to three, you know, three or four guys. The first time she'd fired it, it went poof. It's like. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm a god. <laughs> I'm surprised that that's not like an automatic thing, like in the lore of the game, that that weapon is not with every single pilot, like uh, as well, a sidearm. Well, here's the thing, actually. Because it's in every single, like, mech. Now, here's, here's the thing. Um, rewind back to just after the tutorial. Yes. When you get ripped out of your sim pod and you're like, oh, we're going to attack and get our asses kicked. It's going to be great. Mm. Um, you see, what's his name? Espinoza? Captain. Uh, Lastimosa. Yeah. Yeah. You see him put the handgun and the knife in BT's head compartment oh. and then reattach it to BT. Okay. You actually, because I didn't notice that the first time around. I just saw him playing around with a knife. It's like, pfft. Knife. I've got other things to look at, like gun. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, but when I was watching, I was watching him, and I realized he's putting it in the seer. They call it the seer kit. Yeah. And I think the only way that the handgun works is if it's basically attached to an AI core, which is what you were carrying around with it. Yeah. BT was basically doing the aiming, and because BT is best bot, BT <laughs> always headshots people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I did not notice that actually because mostly probably because like I played like the first two missions mm. and then put the game down for about f- like a month and a half. Well, it's not just that. It's also it's a really small detail to pick, pick up, up on. Yeah. And it happens on either end of the game. Yeah. So if you do notice it first time playing through, wow, you're yeah. really paying attention <laughs> to stuff. Um, other things... I was like, uh, you mentioned Apex Legends being connected to um, yeah. Titanfall. And as soon as Jen saw that card, she knew exactly what you were talking about. It's, yeah. like, it's very obvious yeah. if you're watching it. <laughs> if you actually notice notice it and know what, you're, you know, yeah. know what it is. Well, it's a lot more obvious now yeah. after the Apex Legends has been released. Mm. Back then... Like when, it, like when Titanfall was first released, mm. nobody would know what Apex Legends is. Yeah, yeah. So that I no, it would just be a random card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I also actually love Blisk as a Blisk is great as a like yeah an enemy. Yeah, I like at the end he's like, "You've won, but you don't get to kill me." Yeah. I was like, but I'm also not going to kill you because I'm a hardcore mercenary, which means I don't care if my buddies get killed because I'll just buy more. Mm. And I'm not paid to kill you. So yeah. near. I love it when he basically <laughs> just thumbs his nose to the general. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> you've already paid me. My job is done. That's uh, there. <laughs> That's on its way. Whatever happens now is your fault and walks away. Yep. <laughs> such, like, such a badass character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
That's other, why I love him. Other bits that I quite like, when uh, right at the end of the time swap mission, when you actually go to the explosion and time is frozen, yeah, that is cool. That is so good. That is really cool. You're just like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, when Jen was playing it through the uh, playing it through, I I really wanted to just like get a save, load back to there, and just explore that section because there's so much stuff there. Mm. I mean, in that section, I just went straight forward. Oh, yeah. Like, you just go. You just run up. But yeah. in all reality... There's probably like three or four different things around there. There's a explore. whole bunch of... Or I would just want to look at the, um, you know, have a closer look at who I'm fighting, their stuff, and things like that because mm. I thought that was cool. I was just like, when that happened, I'm like, BT, no! No, BT! <laughs> and then time froze, and I'm just like... What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although when it comes out, he's like, oh, my hand thing's broken. I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very, you know, no moment. Like, Give it back. <laughs> to, like, to me, though, it was a very like, okay, that section is now done. Yeah. It's wrapped it's up. It's very that final. Is a, that is a very good place to end that and end that power mm. to be only in this specific time. Yeah. Also, did you guys actually kill all the people in the like the past world? I tried, then advanced too far and went into the um, went into the time stop. And when Jen was there, she was just getting swamped, and I just told her to run for it. Oh, okay. Well, basically, I mean, like, you could bypass them if you wanted to. Yeah, I I didn't realize that they were the guys that I was actually fighting. Mm. I thought that they were like a separate faction <laughs> that were with because I wasn't really like keeping up with the story all too much it was a bit like I was a bit out of it mm. I got back into it obviously but um when during that section I thought that they were just like a facility guards type deal oh yeah so I was just running around like scooching around them all like <laughs> dodging all of their bullets just not noticing you're being shot at. Oh, no, I knew I was being shot at, but I was just like, yeah, nope, yeah, nope. <laughs> just like going in and out, in and out uh, type thing. Wow. See, and I was taking people out, but if I could, you know, just walk around them and keep going, I would. Yeah. Mm. I also kind of like dodged, like using all of my ammo as well at that time. I mean, I had to fire for some things, like all the um, cool-ass dragon lizard things. That oh, yeah. came in our reality, like mm. the reality time, not the past time. Okay. They are such cool designs for animals. Mm. They are. They're very aggressive. <laughs> oh yeah, they're. Oh, they were. They were really cool for me, but at the same time, it was just like. They. They. To me, they felt like bullet sponges. Yeah. I like that, like, just before the time when you get, like, um, the start of that level where mm. you go out to find BT in, like, that um, yeah, yeah. that foyer-type area mm. when there's, like, those flying ones. Yeah. And they're, like, not hostile to you as well. Yeah. Oh, but Jen really freaked out when she saw that first one nab the monster and <laughs> run off. She's like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to die. But I just saw them, I was just like... Wow, this is pretty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the whole the whole future area um, is really well done in that. Mm. It's really well done. I quite liked it. Yeah. I also had a lot of trouble with one of the helmets. You know how you have to, like, um, in one of the sections, you have to, like, rock, wall jump on one thing, jump, transfer to the old time, run against this wall, jump, 
transfer to the like the other time and like keep on jumping between times. Which I thought that was walls. fun. Yeah, no, there was one that had a helmet right in the middle. <laughs> and and oh, only in one of the like one, one of the, the is that things. is that the one where you've gone through the facility and you have to swap times because the two platforms are in two different times or is yeah. that a, okay yeah and you're just like jumping between platforms between mm. times yeah and you have to get really high to get it yeah and mm. there's also like there's this um, helmet in the middle of one of them in mm. only one specific time yeah so you have to jump off and change time at the right point mm. to get that. I failed that like fifteen times. <laughs> um, what about? Did you get many? Did you get because there's two skulls in that like outdoors foyer area mm. that you first meet BT meet up with BT again? Did you get the two skulls out there? I got one. One I, was up on a lamp post. Yeah, I got that one fairly easy. The other one was off off on a wall. I don't think I got that one. Yeah. See, I spent ages trying to get that, trying to do all sorts of crazy double jumps and wall jumps and everything else to get up to that. And then I realized you don't have to. Mm. You can get. You can just walk upstairs to get to the top of the building. Just drop down onto it. Like <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> you could just be really lazy and ignore all the mechanics and use stairs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why? But why would you use stairs? But why? Use uh, all the mechanics. Ah, uh, I know. Have to say, don't play movement shooters. Liked that one and. Mm quite enjoy it to be honest yeah and i am excited because they're going to make more in that universe yep looking forward to that in fact i'm going to look it up right now they i don't think they have any more like um anything going at the moment but I th- i'm pretty sure they're going to make titanfall 3 in the future mm. so maybe like 2022 20, 23 yeah we might get a um a release date mm. like around then yeah, yeah but sure. don't expect anything before I wouldn't expect anything for before that that'd be pretty cool because <laughs> and yeah especially with the um, the now success of um, Apex Legends I think more people would be more inclined to yeah it's got a it's got a base to it now and, yeah. and they've got a more of a name as well for the series yeah so yeah I hope I hope for their company and for more Titanfall games mm. that uh, they are successful. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's going to take time and... We want them to take time because we don't want them to release a crap game. Yeah. yeah. And I want my North Star. I just <laughs> hope that they make the same Titans, <laughs> but, like, more variety of Titans. Mm. So, I mean, they've already got eight, which is a good number. Yeah. But if... You know, you can throw another four in. That I wouldn't, might be nice. I wouldn't mind a more um, airborne variant. That was something that I kind of... That's one of the reasons why I picked something like Brute or uh, North Star when I got them was because of the VTOL capability. Mm. Plus, I worked out with North Star. You can toggle the VTOL, then toggle its... Um, it's uh, flight core. Yeah. You can get really high. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> you can get really high with that. Nice. Because they double they double boost you basically. I gotta try that next time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, I quite enjoy. See, the only problem with having such vertical movement is that then the like, other I've... mechs get really outclassed quite yeah. quickly by that. Um, 
I also found another problem is that with um, North Star, when you do the VTOL stuff, most of the terrain you can't actually go over, mm. like buildings and stuff like that. You yeah. can't actually like land on top of buildings or like no, no. even take this like air route to try and get over buildings because <laughs> there's like um, invisible walls uh, around them. That but was a little bit frustrating sometimes. I discovered, I discovered this really stupid area. Uh, so um, do you remember a segment um, not too long after you got given the uh, after you kill I think it's Ash yeah you kill Ash you go around you come to this big open area then you go around a corner you get through that big open area which has tons of mechs in it you go through turn left or right rather and you've got this big long corridor with two mechs there that fighting already two friendly mechs fighting already and then basically you storm up the corridor with them hmm um, I discovered this amazing thing that where you turn the corner and there's this like little like uh, stone and trees hill there. They haven't done the collisions on those, right? Mm. And as North Star, I actually managed to get up there and stand on top of everything oh. and basically just snipe down that whole corridor. Oh. Um, but you could tell you weren't meant to be there because the textures were not quite right and there was obvious clipping issues and things like that. But, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> it's just like, but I can snipe from here. I can snipe from here. It's a little glitchy because half of these trees have got collision, so I'm kind of stuck. It's <laughs> but just, it's fine. Just boosts out. Yeah, VTOL. It's amazing. Mm. Um, but one thing that did bug me, although it kind of makes sense given the 60 ton or more is that you didn't have much movement you go up you go down that's about it yeah yeah with with it it's kind of like the whole purpose of it is that it gives you a clearer shot of mm. your enemies yeah for sure but it also gives your enemies a clearer shot at you yeah that's the whole it's like a double-edged sword like and i assume north star in multiplayer is not tough at all <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the less um, durable mechs. Mm. It's definitely one that um, can be taken out fairly easily. Yeah. But it's also one that has a lot of damage output. Mm. So it's like, if you're well, that's using... that's the trade-off, isn't it? Yeah. If you're using the VTOL mode, you want to be going for that one shot. Yeah. You want to have your enemy down enough so that your shot puts them out. Here's something else I just thought of that I would have really liked in the campaign. More actual Titanfalls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's rain BT from the sky. Because, well, like, the mission, the, the campaign mission where you drop in as the army and go and attack. Yeah. That was cool. I had a problem with that, but uh -huh. anyway. Um, well, I, I like the whole, you know, Titanfalling in Titanfall thing. My question is, there was no disabling of AA guns. So why didn't you drop at the point that you needed to drop? Yeah. Why did you drop at, like, the front lines? Mm. Why couldn't you drop, like, later on? Yeah. It's like, what if we just, I don't know, we know where this thing is because we can track its energy signature. Why don't we just tell BT to do, like, a, 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 a dive, you know, <laughs> stick your arms out like this. We'll put some armor-piercing metal on your hands. <laughs> just go straight into it. Just punch straight through the spaceship. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
which makes a lot of sense now that you've said it. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's like, I, I was like halfway through that level, I'm like, like just where the air, like the ship. Where you get onto the, where you get towards the ship. Yeah, yeah. like just before then. I'm just like, why didn't, like Titans were dropping mm. on me. And I was yeah. just like, why didn't we all just drop here? Why didn't we just show <laughs> up? Yeah. <laughs> uh. And um, I was like, oh, well. One thing I discovered as well is when you start that mission and everyone's like, oh, all of our you know, Vanguard pods or whatever they are, missile pods are locked on, and she says fire, mm. you can actually do the exact same thing. Yeah. You can lock on your pods onto the wall and fire. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. That they, you know, it's not just an animation playing in the background. Yeah. It's something you can partake in. Which is really cool. Yeah. Nice but, touch. Yeah. And then, like, I also got a bit confused at that point in the game where I'm like, which one's a friendly? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's confusing. <laughs> Jen, do the, I not shoot? <laughs> Jen, I did the exact same. I encouraged her a couple times where there was an obvious mech winning the fight and knocked the other one to the ground as firing rockets into its cockpit. Mm. So I was like, quick, shoot it. And she just lit it up and it was a friendly. It's <laughs> 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 like, shoot the winning one. <laughs> We're obviously terrible. Yep. Friendly uh, fire, friendly fire. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, just it was just such a good campaign and mm. rip BT. Yeah. Yes. He dies twice. I know. BT <laughs> dies twice. It's mm. not fair, is it? <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. The second time you can't get him back though. One of the things I really felt with um, Titanfall Two is that it really, really shows up Titanfall One for not having a campaign. Mm. Because there were so many things in Titanfall 2's campaign that I felt like could have been references to the previous game's campaign yeah. if the previous game had a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> like, for instance, uh, you know how one of the more recent weird CODs had like, oh, you're in space now and you're having space gun battles and things like that. Mm. Imagine when they talk about that refueling um, battle that happened where two fleets attacked each other while one was refueling and you barely escaped alive and things like that. Mm. Imagine f- like having mechs there like floating through space in just mech on mech yeah. gun battles taking cover behind spaceship debris and things like that. It could have been cool. <laughs> Titanfall. If you made DLC now that was Titanfall 1 campaign, I would play it. <laughs> Can you imagine making a DLC for your game, which is the previous game's campaign that you didn't do? (laughs) Oh, it would have to be free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we could make more of this story before. (laughs) Prequel. Oh, no. (laughs) That's a cursed word. Yeah. Oh, no. Prequels can be good. Mm. Keyword can. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Anyways, we should probably stop. Yeah, probably. So I can have a music break and turn on the lights so I'm not blinded. (laughs) Nah. I like being able to see in here. It's it's great. This this screen is really bright. <laughs> it's fine. You can see. <laughs> I I can see my microphone. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to see. Um. Yes. Anyway, you've been listening to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9, and hopefully we'll be back with an original topic on the next segment. We no. will be back. No. Of course. Of course, we're not. But <laughs> one can hope. And we'll be back after the break.
cliche The tamest world is tamey so I never run astray Come with me darling You won't feel alone We don't need no magic To imagine where to go Fill our days with purpose Breathe and see them grow Less is more and more is less The more I get to know
And we're back. Welcome to, fortunately, the Unix radio show, not the Titanfall radio show. <laughs> on, I'm um, surprised if it goes back to Titanfall. Well, I kind of expect it to. But anyways, <laughs> on TuneFM 106.9. Um, now, here's something that I would like to pose to you, Nick, as a topic. Yes. Game leveling or character leveling in multiplayer FPS games. Yes. Where, you know, you've got your Call of Duties and your Battlefields and everything else like that, where basically you've got to play the game, you've got to put hours into even individual weapons yeah, in order to unlock <clears throat> better weapons. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't have much experience with this. My only experience with this is with Titanfall. Yep, so <laughs> you may talk about Titanfall and its character creation and leveling and yeah. things like that. But um, so with Titanfall, again... Like most games, you have to play the game. The thing is, is that you can't be in private lobbies either. You have to be in like actual online multiplayer to mm. actually uh, progress your character. So and you can't just grind for it. And yeah. And also you progress your Titans as well. Mm. So I think I have my North Star up to like level seven or something. And my character up to level six. Okay. Okay, uh, so you can level differently too. Your Titan. Yeah, so your Titan has like a um, its own leveling up system, whereas your character also has leveling up systems. So the Titans level up by completing matches. Like they give you after like I've only really played the co-op mode. So when you get co-op mode, it's like um, you get like little bits. Like it's like. Experience points, it's kind not of. Experience points, but it's like little bars of experience type thing. Like you get six little bars of experience, mm. or like six to eight per round, and like you need twelve or something to go up the next level. Yeah, experience so, chunks. <laughs> yeah, so it's like kind of like two or three, uh, one to two games per level up, mm. and like when you level up your Titan, you get little perks for them. Uh, not every level up, like every two, uh, every three to four levels, you get like uh, like as I was saying before, the gun charging up faster or like your tether traps explode. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Um, but with the character, you you can level up your guns. Your guns have levels. Your character has levels. Mm. Um, your executions have levels. So yeah. the more you use executions, the more they level. Like the more executions you get, uh, the more you use a particular gun, the more unlockables like camo skins and attachments you get with it. Yeah. The more you level up your person, the more perks and stuff you can get with it. Mm. So it's like, yeah, a kind of a mixed bag of leveling up. So yeah, there's always a time when you're leveling up. Yeah, there's always something being rewarded for. Just being there. Yeah, basically. Yeah. See, um, I don't know if um, how it is in Titanfall because I just haven't played it enough. But I know in other first-person shooters, they do suffer from a bit of issues in that the unlock weapons that you get later on are just better. Yeah. There's no, you know, like, side grades or, you know, they're better at one particular thing. And in a standard sort of just basically team deathmatch first-person shooter would be hard to have side grades. Yeah. Um, whereas, 
you know, you get a more objective-based game like Team Fortress or Overwatch is also an objective-based game without loadouts. But if people don't know Team Fortress very well, it's basically just Overwatch where you can customize yourself. (laughs) Um, So you get the different changing situations and sometimes different things are better for different stuff. Um, And one thing that I find interesting about their Team Fortress's loadout system is that the weapons you get given are basically just the best. <laughs> they are, They are, in fact, the, the community would agree, are the best weapon for everything ah. that you can get. So, like, the default weapons. You yeah, the default weapons. So, for instance, Soldier gets a rocket launcher, which is, it has good reload speed, good da- like good damage, it's reliable, everything else. Um... And every other weapon he can use instead of that mm. has, like, some form of upside. For instance, Soldier's really good at dealing splash damage and taking out buildings. Yeah. Um, so he can get a weapon which takes out buildings really well, but does no splash damage. Ah, yeah. Or he can take a, a rocket launcher that has no ammunition. You just reload it infinitely. Yeah. But does no damage to buildings. Yeah. And it has sort of... So basically, if you're... Attacking a position, infinite ammo isn't going to be a help because you can't destroy the defenses there. Yeah. And that's something that I wish you could see in more first-person shooters. Yeah, like a kind of like you have to have a specialized weapon for a specialized problem. Yeah. But, I mean, thinking about it, you can't really do that in... Yeah, free-for-all. In a free-for-all sort of fight because... Maybe more with Battlefield you might be able to get something like that, like anti-infantry and anti-armor. Yeah, yeah, for weapons. sure. But that was the thing that annoyed me in Battlefield, actually. <laughs> Playing Battlefield 1, you, know, you get these armored guys who you can get around behind and Ned Kelly them, just shoot them <laughs> where there isn't armor. Um, but they don't die any quicker. Oh, it, really? Yeah, it's really annoying because the armor isn't actually armor. It's just an increased health pool. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, sad. You guys have, you know, really good bullet physics and everything else. Why couldn't you have just said these sections take more damage than everywhere else? Yeah. It would have been nice. But at the same time, made those particular enemies harder to code and everything else like that. It's easier to just slap a bigger number on health. Yeah. But if you're going to go to, you know, all the extra trouble to be for the detail of it, I mean. Yeah. I have to say that was one thing that pulled me out of it was like, ew. You yeah. mean I can walk behind you and shoot you in the head from behind where your armor isn't and you still don't die. <laughs> well then, <laughs> I've now gotten myself in a really bad situation. Yeah, now I'm just behind you and you are now turning around. With a big gun. <laughs> really big gun. Um, just keeps them going behind them. Yeah. Uh Oh, it's, it's great when you do stuff like that, where you start just seriously abusing the turn speed of something. It's like, I'm always behind you because I move faster for reasons. Yeah. It's like, I'm fairly sure I can turn on the spot faster than I can run around a post, a post or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, not when you're wearing, like, 20 to 40 kilos of armor. Yes, this is true. Maybe. I shall have to get myself a suit of armor and test it. <laughs> uh, that sounds like an expensive test. Yes, <laughs> plate armor is expensive, <laughs> uh, but totally worth it. I want to be the guy who you walk into his room at college and he's got a suit of plate armor just there. Yeah, they're like two grand. Yeah, they're not cheap. No, 
but they look good. They do look cool. It's just you can't really wear them as well. Yeah. I had a, a friend in the U.S. who had a like a Georgian-era house, so really old-fashioned, looked amazing. You walk in, and it's, the architecture is very old, like you'd see mm-hmm. in movies and TV shows and things like that. And he's got his withdrawing room, and that's an old concept as well, yeah. the withdrawing room, with a couple of suits, like all the old you know, furniture and a couple suits of armor. And it's just like, yes, <laughs> I like this house already. <laughs> it's like, I like this room. It's, it's basically, it's it's stuck in my head as the dream house. I want this old house. I want to have like proper study with, you know, mahogany desks and mahogany rows of bookshelves behind you that you've never read, but you stick there to make you look intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> of heaps of old books. Yeah. Make it all look really flash, you know, really old and flash and old fashioned and have like this monster of a game PC. <laughs> Just in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, get a real sort of Dracula sort of, you know, count in his, in his throne sort of thing. It's like, ha-ha, but I've got a, you know, <laughs> I've got a, you know, you think the monster's over here, the real monster's under the desk. Oh, yeah. this, you know, this PC can really crank out some frames. Yeah. Uh, I've actually been, like, really looking into, like, RGB stuff. Like, <laughs> or like RGB lights and, like, light strips and light it's harder than it, It's harder than people make it look. And, like I want to make a like my study room be like RGB. I've already got an RGB light in the nice. light bulb. See what be what 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 you would be amazing to do is get sort of like a um, a controller system that attaches to your computer, attached to RGB LED strips just covered across your room. There is a lights um, panel company called Nanoleaf. Yeah, and what they do is they make light, light, light panels. And um, I know the triangle. They have triangle ones and square ones, and the triangle ones are older than the square ones. Um, but I know that the triangle ones can actually hook up to your computer. Nice, right? It gets better. Their Cooler Master has got this program called um, Cooler Master Plus. Yeah. And so I've got that running on my computer. And there's a mode in it called, like, reactive. <laughs> so it's supposed to react to the things that are going on on your screen. Yeah. When I turned it on and started playing Titanfall, it didn't quite work. <laughs> <laughs> but Freaks appara- out. <clears throat> apparently with, like, um, oh, no, like, it just didn't work. Oh, okay. It just stayed, like, a whitish color. Yeah, yeah. Um. But apparently with, like, other titles, maybe, like, um, Overwatch and stuff like that and, like, Battlefield and Call of Duty, like, when there's supposed to be, like, a grenade explosion near you, it's supposed to explode oh, that'd be on your cool. computer as well. The thing is, is that those light panels can also be set to reactive. Cool. So that when you get, like, flashbanged or something, it's <laughs> supposed it's to... It's like, not only does your character <laughs> in game get flashbanged, you do too! Yeah. <laughs> 2 a.m. in the morning when everything's dark. <laughs> but I think it's like also supposed to work with like um, maybe Overwatch alts. I don't know if that was supposed to be a keyboard. I know a keyboard definitely does it. I don't know if it works with the hmm. thing. But it is in beta. Hmm. So it's a little bit buggy and a little bit hard to get to. Yeah. But um, hopefully when they keep on working on it and because... 
they make hardware, not software. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like to see where this goes. Mm. But yeah. My um, graphics card on my computer is the only thing which is actually RGB. Oh, really? But when I tried to install uh, AuraSync, which is what it requires to use, yeah, the install, I don't know what happened, but it broke, like, hard. So I can't get rid of it, and I can't reinstall it. Jeez. So I've got an RGB graphics card, which only is red, oh. because I can't, the Aura Sync on it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to build stuff, you can get RGB motherboards, RGB RAM, RGB power supplies. Yep. I've got RGB motherboard. That's not, that's a bit iffy with the RGB. It doesn't really sync up to anything. <laughs> I've got RGB RAM. I've got RGB um, CPU cooler and radiator. Oof. I've got RGB fans. RGB fans are cool. Um, the only thing I don't have is an RGB graphics card or um, uh, uh, power supply. You know what you really have to do when you to in order to flex with your RGB because everyone can get that sort of stuff. But you know how you really flex with RGB? How remote mount your GPU to somewhere else in your case and get RGB PCIe Express extender cables. Yeah, because <laughs> that's something you don't see. <laughs> no, I was a bit ticked off when I um I I was looking on my um on PC case gear where I get all my PC parts from. Yeah, yeah. Um, after I bought my new computer, uh, my new case. So I bought a new case to replace my old case, mm. took all my hardware out and basically replaced the case. Mm. Um, but I didn't look into it enough because what I could have got is um, a over-the-piece... Um, Power supply. There's a, P, a power supply shield oh, that kind of RGB shield or something like that. It kind well, the shield kind of covers all the way uh, across. Yeah, the one yeah. I have at the moment only goes like halfway across, and then it has like where you put your hard drives and stuff. Yeah, and that's visible on the um, glass side. Hmm. But I could have got one that had like a plate on top of where the um, power <laughs> supply is. That is an RGB plate as well. Nice. <laughs> I could have got that for like an extra 30 bucks and I'm kicking myself at the moment that I oh, didn't get it. Rip. <laughs> I just I just had the best thought ever. So I've been talking to Jennifer about upgrading her PC a bit so she can actually play some of the older games that I really enjoy playing with me so we can do stuff together. Yeah. And I was saying one of the things we could do to sort of kick off the process is just get her a new case and I'll just take the guts of her computer and put it in that. Yeah. I just realized, what if I got, like, you know, relatively inexpensive, but, like, really flash-looking RGB and everything else like that, and it's, like, in a poor, like, i2 or something in there. <laughs> it's like... Because I, when I built my computer, I specifically didn't want it looking gamey, basically. Oh, yeah. I didn't want it looking all flash. My parents don't like that sort of stuff, so... Keeping it as subtle as possible is the idea. But in Jen's case, <laughs> I could make the most flamboyant monstrosity ever. <laughs> Have, like, all the RGB and stuff like that in it. Like, like cables everywhere. So the the case is RGB. Yeah. But the hardware inside is just... It's like, I've got RGB everything. But, you know, even RGB RAM, it's DDR2. It's, 
but it's fine. <laughs> I don't think you can get DDR2 RGB I will RAM. super glue LEDs to it. <laughs> that will work. <laughs> I will make it work. I will jury rig it and it will be beautiful. Or you get one of those cases with like the uh, mirrors built into it. Have you ever seen these? No. Where the front of the case has mirrors built onto it with LED lighting in it, which mm. makes like one of those infinite tunnels. Ah, okay. Uh, I've got a photo of the case here, actually. It's a... Um, Inwin? It's a Game Max Abyss RGB tempered glass front ATX case. Oh, where okay. The, the mirrors at the, on the front of the case make it look like an infinite... Like, if you put two mirrors yeah. facing each other, you get the infinite view. Yeah. That's what they've done, and put LED lights in it. So basically, you look at the front of your case, and you see an infinite tunnel of RGB. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, I have infinite... RGB. <laughs> there was, My level. I think there was an in-wing case that did the same thing, or it had RGB throughout the entire case. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, this entire case has RGB in it, yes. <laughs> I like this, but it costs $300, and I'm not prepared to spend that on a case. <laughs> mm, yeah, that is the problem when you start getting to that sort of things. RGB adds big bucks. Yes, it does. Because it's gamer stuff. I don't see why not. I don't see why you can't, you know, go and sit in your, you know, terrible office somewhere and have your entire office just RGB, <laughs> including oh. your chair. <laughs> I bet is a thing. I've actually seen videos where, like, absolutely everything is RGB and it's all synced up. It's like the RGB computer is like all got RGB in it and then like the monitor has RGB around it and then like the headphone stand has RGB on the headphone stand and the headphones are RGB the keyboards are and the mouse is RGB the mouse pad is RGB <laughs> the chair is RGB and oh. you're just like I thought I had a problem <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that that's amazing it's just like everything that you could think of had RGB in it, like speakers and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> See, this brings me back to um, the other idea that we had for chair, a chair a while ago. Um, you know, our loyal viewers from last year, and hopefully Nick as well, might remember my um, our brilliant idea for the keg chair <laughs> with a built-in camelback into the back of the chair. Yeah, I remember that. Can we also add lights to this? <laughs> Why not? The, the RG <laughs> the ultimate gamer chair. The the RGB Mountain Dew dispensing <laughs> gamer chair. We could probably make that a product and people would probably buy it. Yes. Make it like four hundred bucks. <laughs> yes. Oh, games chairs are so ridiculously expensive. Just chairs in general. You, well see, you go for yes. you go for office chair, like high back office chair, which is what I wanted when I was coming back to university. Mm. They're reasonably priced. Ninety nine bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. For a chair. Yeah, but you add gaming in front of chair, uh, and it jumps up to 300 or more. Actually, I found a quote-unquote gaming chair for about 90 bucks. Hmm. It's fairly bad quality, but it still works, and it, it makes me feel good. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, all right, so I'm going to quickly open up Google. So my chair is very hard to transport. Yeah? It's so big and clunky. I have to take it apart every time I need to take it somewhere. Mm. Put it into, like, pa basically pack it up as small as I can put it in, and put it in my boot. 
and it takes up like half my boot. <laughs> okay. So if I search... Your boot's not exactly small either. No. So if I Google gaming chair and go to the shopping tab, the first entry I get is a $450 chair. Yeah. The next one is, you know, it's cheaper. It's 160 bucks. But, like what? <laughs> I've spent like 70 bucks on mine. Hmm. That's a decent chair. Yeah, well, I would honestly recommend shop around mm. for anyone. Yeah, that's what I did. I shopped around. I I bought it. It was the last one they had, and it was a display one as well. Ah, oh, yeah. And they were like, yeah, we don't want this anymore. We'll, we'll like, knock, you know, 20% off and yeah. give it to you, which is nice. And you're just like, yes. Oh, oh it's, it's the best when, when you walk into a store and things are just randomly on sale. Yeah, you're like, just like... I, I got my chair for like thirty bucks cheaper than it should have been. I got my headset for like sixty bucks, and it was like a hundred something dollar uh, headset. Jeez! It's basically you know the model headsets that we have mm. at our games nights. It's basically the simpler model of that. Okay. Without all the bells and whistles and not RGB. Anyway, speaking of game night, yes. I just realized that the time is like we don't have much time left. So it's serious plugging time now. Right. Let's get get the plug on. So, as you all probably know, gaming night tomorrow night. Yay. Boo. Um, show up. We have regular game sites at Tuesday at 6 at the Stro. Uh, we've got board games, card games, um, consoles. I should really have this off by heart by now, shouldn't I? Yeah, we really should, but we still stumble every week. <laughs> PCs. VR. VR. There you go. That's that's the thing. <laughs> that's the one that we're talking about. I can guarantee you we won't have bought <laughs> the DLC for Beat Saber. No. Because why? No, we won't. <laughs> because why, basically. Yeah. Um, We've got all the good stuff. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have drinks there. I can... I can Mm. Say that. Yeah, drinks, sausage sizzle as... Normal now. Normal, yeah. Yeah, we're making it normal (laughs) because we want food. (laughs) Yes, because we are gamers and we want food. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And we have resupplied, restocked our supplies, so we now have Mountain Dew and stuff like that for all the actual gamers who show (laughs) up. (laughs) Next, we just need to buy Doritos. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll bet if we bought those little bags of Doritos... Oh boy, we could sell those like hotcakes. Oh, <laughs> probably actually. <laughs> the issue is though, is that it's fine when it's your own PC and you're getting your mm. Doritos stuff all over fingers all over the keyboard, but yeah, not w- so much our, our stuff. Yeah, when it's our stuff and then like we have board games and consoles as well. It'll be messy. Yeah. But also, I tried to mention this before. We are now on Spotify. Yes. And iTunes. And iTunes. You and- can look up us there and subscribe to us so you don't have to listen to the other um, you don't have to go through the Tune FM website to find us you can just subscribe to us and us alone which, which is, is cool. good yeah yeah, that's cool I mean you, you can listen to us plus it means we can tell how many people actually listen to us yeah because <laughs> before when that wasn't a thing we were just like meh it's like I know I've got a friend who listens to it do you have any friends that listen to it uh, my girlfriend listens to, like, the first five minutes and then tunes off. It counts. <laughs> so there we go. We knew that we had two listeners. I mean, I used to listen to it. <laughs> but you're here now. Yeah. I know. You can't listen You've, to it when you're here. Listen, all right. Our viewership went down by a – our listenership went down by a third when you left. <laughs> <laughs> when you joined us, rather. So 
Please <laughs> help us recover our numbers. Yeah, we need at least one more. <laughs> yep. If one of you would please go ahead and do that, um, I'd recommend it. To be honest, you get to skip all the other stuff as well. For those of you who come here for not for not for the music, for those of you who do come here for the music, I apologize. We <laughs> talk too much. <laughs> for those who come for the music, you can just skip all the all of us talking and just go straight to the music. Yeah, basically, if you don't want to listen to us. You know, just tune out from six to eight. Don't, because we're better than music. We just slightly. Just slightly. Unless there's a song that comes out about BT, in which case, <laughs> in which case, I'm going to our games night storage room. I'm getting into our Beat Saber machine. I'm deleting every song except that one. It's the only one I want to hear ever. <laughs> uh, anyways, we should probably head off. Yeah, guys, are you hungry? We're getting yes. pizza after this. <laughs> no, because it's. After this, it's tea time. Yes, it is tea time. <laughs> Was it pizza time? Oh, pizza. <laughs> yes, uh, the next show on After Us is pizza time. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not pizza time. <laughs> I want pizza. It's tea time. It's tea time after this, so don't tune away. Don't tune away. S- stay here. Keep uh, on listening. Yep. More hilarious, funny people. Yep. Hopefully they're hilarious and funny, otherwise... <laughs> they're actually the <laughs> depressing and sad. Yeah. It's like a completely different show. Oh, <laughs> joys. Anyway, you've been listening to the Unix Radio Show on Tune FM 106.9. And we hope to see you guys all next week. Next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.